0: MIT researchers have discovered a way to store energy, and it involves something that is all around us, especially if you're in an urban setting. It is involving cement. Here to talk about it, Franz Joseph Ullam, who is uh MIT professor and study co-author. Welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show, Franz. It's a pleasure to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so one of the things that we have to quickly get up to speed with, and no pun intended, is a way to store energy. You you, and your researchers there at MIT have discovered when you mix cement with carbon black, sorry, and carbon black with water, you create something that self-assembles into an energy-storing supercapacitor. Now, to get us up to speed, what exactly is carbon black?
1: Oh, so carbon black is a small powder of pure carbon, uh, which uh, is organized in a completely disordered fashion, creating in the course of this, uh, when you produce it, um, uh, uh, an enormous specific surface, so a surface on which we're going to charge uh, uh, the energy and load the supercapacitors.
0: So what would carbon black be used for other than what you're using it for now? Is there another? um...
1: Oh, there are many. Just look outside on your tires. uh, In your tires, the black color of your tires comes from carbon black. Or you can use activated carbon is used in aquarium filters. So it's a material which is omnipresent in our daily life.
0: Okay, so what did you figure could be done with this? And can you maybe walk us through what you discovered?
1: Look, there's something absolutely cool happening thanks to chemistry uh, uh, when you mix uh, the hydrophobic, so water repelling carbon black with water loving cement uh, and water. Um, in fact, when you put carbon black into water, it naturally clumps together, you know, a little bit like flour when you put flour in water. Sure. Uh, however, when the same water is consumed, By the hydration reaction, meaning cement plus water, then this confinement is released. And as a consequence, the self-assembly of a volumetric wire takes place, creating in the course of this uh, process, this chemical process, um, uh, a volumetric wire uh, throughout the entire material.
0: So basically, you've got this carbon fiber mesh, which is creating itself. It's kind of establishing itself through the concrete.
1: Yeah, but it's not a mesh, actually, it's completely random. So (laughs) it is really a volumetric wire. So it is still uh, linear in between two elements. So you still have a connection for electrons to flow. But rather than being going only from point A to point B, it uh, permeates the entire material. And the space in between is filled by the cement hydration product, that what we call typically the gray matter concrete.
0: Okay, so c- could I um, compare it to something like the branches in a tree within the slab of concrete?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So imagine this here yeah, like a like a tree sprouting branches and smaller branches and smaller branches throughout the material.
0: Okay, and now this
1: all has a purpose, because what have you discovered that it can do? Yeah. So um, uh, here comes the thing of supercapacitor. People are familiar with batteries, which uses... Electrical energy changes into chemical energy and brings it backwards, which is why batteries decline. Supercapacitors, in contrast, they uh, are charged. So by means, when I put a positive charge on the material, the cable, this volumetric cable is immediately charged. Then it pulls out, out of the pore solution, saturated by a salt solution, it pulls out oppositely charged ions and stores them along this volumetric wire. Since this volumetric wire is everywhere, you can store a huge amount of charge onto the wire and how, in the material.
0: Okay, so how do we get that? Because I understand that this has really practical implications. You could use this to uh, charge cars, charge your house. How do we get the power out of the concrete uh, that has been turned into a superconductor?
1: Well, first of all, you need to charge them. So imagine your photovoltaic cells up on your roof and the day you uh, uh, you you obtain energy, meaning a positive and a negative charge. Yep. Now imagine you have a two-wall system. One is a positive, we call it electrode. The other one is negative, negative electrode. And in between you have a newspaper, basically a separator uh, in between the two parts. Then uh, you charge it during the day, so you this storage takes place. Mm-hmm. In the, comes the evening, you don't have any more this energy, so you disconnect it. Or oh, this is of course automatically done. Uh, And then you flow it backwards into, well, your energy uh, uh, need of your uh, system. So that's for storing energy in a home. And we calculated that it would take basically all your foundation, 45 cubic meters of concrete of this material in order to store the uh, energy demand for uh, a typical residential home of 10 kilowatt hours.
0: So we could now be,
1: let's,
0: yes. We sorry, we could end up seeing a situation where when we're pouring the foundation we're also creating these superconductors in the actual foundation of your house.
1: Absolutely. So the wow. super super supercapacitance is basically stored. Now of course you can say okay, well let's create a distributed network and let's feed at nighttime the energy which we have stored in our homes back into the network for everybody to use so that is a new way maybe of thinking Mm -hmm. about a distributed network that would be really a smart network so
0: could yeah could you then could you envision a day when you're actually charging your car on your driveway
1: oh yeah so that is another application and actually that uh is something sort of the high-end application so um In order to, everybody knows the the wireless charging of a phone, right? Yeah. Uh, Which you, uh, what you need actually in order to make this wireless charging is two electric fields, one in the pavement, one in the car. The one in the car already exists. And then something happens, which is called electromagnetic induction and transmits charge from the pavement into the car. So. You can imagine, okay, I drive mm-hmm. on my parkway and park the car there uh, and charge it. That is static charging. You could also imagine that that happens during driving. <gasps> in, fa- in fact, this technology already exists to some extent, just in another form, not with, this, uh, with our uh, carbon black cement supercapacitors. It exists with coils, yep. which are built into roads and charging them. But now with this discovery, which we made through the uh, through this research, I think we laid the foundation that the engineering now starts to create these self-charging roads, hopefully soon available for everyone.
0: Professor, uh, my uh, the guys that I work with, my producers, just laughed at me because I audibly gasped because I was thinking, could we take this and use it for roads? This is a massive discovery. So how quickly can we um, take what you've discovered in the lab at MIT and uh, actually get it working for us in a practical form?
1: Okay, so I'm an engineer, and so I need to be always careful with what I'm saying. But uh, I would say the first brick, the elementary building stone, basically uh, from one volt supercapacitors, which we tested in this paper, right, to a 12 volt equivalent auto battery, will take roughly nine to 12 months. So that would be the first brick, so which you can then build into your buildings for this uh, 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 energy independent homes or this distributed grid systems. Okay, I think when it comes to the self-charging road, I think you're looking at three years development, bringing okay. people together, electrical engineer, structural engineers, pavement engineers, material science on a table and make it happen.
0: Well, listen. I believe scientists can make it happen. It's just about getting, uh, you know, government workers to make it happen quickly because we have a bit of a problem with getting projects done. But um, I want to ask you before I let you go because this has been incredibly fascinating. The carbon black that you're talking about—that is pretty much everywhere. Sometimes it filters for fish tanks, as you said, and on your tires. What when we talk about mixing this with concrete? What's uh, how,
1: how expensive or how affordable is this? Well, the carbon black is about the same price as uh, as cement. So we're not increasing the price of the final product. Now, what we what will be expensive, I guess, will yeah. be the manpower to bring it in. But okay, that's where the do we get jobs. it mining? Uh, No, no, no. We can get this uh, uh, either from agricultural products, you know, this organic uh, rest of it. Okay. Uh, You can do it out of sugar. You can do it out of petroleum. I mean, carbon black is produced um, uh, at a large scale, actually, in in factories. So it's not a material which is rare. It's everywhere.
0: Fascinating. Uh, Professor, it's been really great talking to you. Thank you so much for sparing some time.
1: Thank you very much for having me. You have a great Bye-bye.
0: day. Cheers. That's Franz Joseph Alam. He is an MIT professor and study co-author. They've discovered MIT researchers have discovered when you mix cement and carbon black with water, you uh, create a self-assembling energy storage super capacitor. It, the future is now.